You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. You're listening to The Ensemblist, the only podcast that shows you Broadway from the inside out. Welcome, I'm Mo Brady. Watching this year's Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade was so thrilling, in part because it felt so normal. For the first time in many, many months, it felt like theater fans and our theater family got together and we all got to celebrate each other, the art form, the performances that we've been missing. It was a truly heartwarming experience for the first time in many, many months. One of the shows that had the opportunity to perform on the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade was Jagged Little Pill. So this week I spoke to cast member Ezra Menez about performing on the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, how they found out about the opportunity, the rehearsal, and the precautions that took place, and the feeling of being back with their theater family for the first time since March. Here's our conversation. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Will you introduce yourself and tell us uh, where you're calling from today? Yes, I'm Ezra. Pronouns they, he. And I'm calling from Brooklyn, New York. And we got to see you this week on the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade after a long hiatus of getting to see any of our Broadway friends perform. It was such a gift. Take me back. You're sitting 
in your Brooklyn apartment, unemployed, and the phone rings, you get an email. What is the first inkling that you may have this opportunity? When did it come and how how did it come? So I was not in my Brooklyn apartment. I was actually walking to the Greenwood Cemetery in Brooklyn. On Halloween, we got an email about performing on the Thanksgiving Day Parade. And I was like, the sun was shining. It was like after a long stretch of rainy days and the sun was shining. And it was like the perfect day. I don't know if you remember Halloween, like climate, but it was so nice. Whoa, I did not think, it just came out of left field. You know, I was like, I did not think that this would be a thing. And I was honestly nervous. Like I felt nervous from the jump. I was like, oh my gosh, it's been, it's been so long. And what am I going to feel when I see everyone? Am I going to like burst into tears or am I going to, you know, like... what's the day going to be like? And obviously with like COVID and stuff, just like being in person now, we all feel kind of like hesitant to to do that. So I was just really interested in like what the process was going to be. Was the email like save the date, more details to come? Or was it like a full offer from the jump? I think it was like as much detail as they could provide because we needed to get testing moving and all of that and take all the necessary precautions. We had as much detail from from the jump. And what were those safety precautions prior to the day of? Was it like a quarantine? Was it just tests? What? We did get asked to limit our exposure as much as possible. Um, so like not going many places, not seeing people, which I was already doing. So it wasn't that big of a, <laughs> a jump for me to, to do that, as well as getting a mandatory test the week before and we got temperature checks every time we went in and out of any like NBC building, like on the way to the test and at the rehearsal process as well. Whenever we left and came back, we got temperature checks and then just obviously monitored our own uh, symptoms. And we also stayed six feet apart, like pretty much the whole time from everyone. Um, we wore masks and, and people also from like the crew and the makeup team and all of that. Everybody was like mask and face shield. How much rehearsal? Because this is like a number you know, and yet it's a number you haven't done for eight months, and yet it's camera blocking for, an, like, how, what was the rehearsal process? Different. So we ended up uh, rehearsing on Saturday, and it was from one thirty to 6. We had to pack in rehearsal for two events, so the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, as well as the One Night Only that we're going to be doing on um, December 10th, I believe. So it was like a lot. It was cramming a lot into one day. And because we had different size stages for each number, we had to do like different versions um, of certain numbers. So like what we did for the parade was like, obviously we were down many ensemble members because COVID regulation, they could only have so many people. So we had six ensemble members. Kay and I took on two extra eight counts. So it was not the same as the show necessarily. Like we definitely had to learn four new eight counts of choreography. And I also had like different vocal parts that I was singing. So it was kind of like a, you know, like a variation on the theme as opposed to like, I'm doing exactly what I do in the show, which was kind of cool. And also like it did like the parts that were the same as the show. Most of us have all been performing this show together, like different variations of it for three years, over three years now. So it always feels like breathing, you know, when we come back together. 
who was helping you stage it? I mean, is it the whole original creative team? Was it associates? Like who's in the room with you? CD Larby obviously is living in a different country in Belgium. So we couldn't have Larby, but we have the next best thing, which is Mark Kimmelman and um, Abby, the two dance choreographer associates, which they're both wonderful. Um, and then we had Diane, the director um, with us and Ira, our stage manager. And that was it from the creatives. That, like you said, that's a lot to pack in for a 130 to 6. Like, I'm imagining just like kind of the emotional, overwhelming feeling of like being in a rehearsal room and seeing this family that you haven't probably seen in person, at least in this big of a group. To me, that would probably take like two, three hours. <laughs> like, like, so how much did you really get to sort of like run the thing? And how much was it just like, learning logistics of this new experience that you were going to have. Yeah, we were pretty focused. I mean, when we came to rehearsal, we came to work and we all wanted to do the thing where we were like, what's been going on with you for the last eight months? Like for me personally, I was sick the week before COVID hit. So I was out of the show the Tuesday and Wednesday. I think it was a Thursday that we, we got told, right? So I actually didn't get to see anyone before, you know, we were like, we're done for who knows how long. Like it was shock, a shock to the system to be like, I really haven't seen y'all. And I didn't really get to say like, okay, we're, we're leaving this space and we don't know when the next time we're going to come back together is like, cause I was already home and, and not in the show. So we definitely all ha like felt the energy of like wanting to, to dive in and be like, how, how are you? Like what's been going on? How, what's your process been like? Are you healthy? Just all those things. And we definitely got to do that, um, on the day of the, the taping because we had a morning taping and an evening taping. So the time between we had a, a little bit of time to, to catch up, which was nice. One question, more question about the Saturday rehearsal. Are you wearing masks the whole time? Yeah, we wore masks the entire Saturday rehearsal. We were inside and, you know, obviously we couldn't distance six feet apart when we were rehearsing the staging um so we definitely wore masks but we sat six feet apart during the whole music rehearsal we were singing with the masks on and let me tell you there's nothing quite like doing four eight counts of like big body movements <laughs> wearing a mask i was like and i've I pride myself on like having a good cardiovascular system. I'm like, I work out very consistently. Like I love, I love to move. And that I was like, <gasps> like Kay and I, you could just see our masks like sucking in and out, in and out at the very end of the number. And we're like trying to sing and dance at the same time. It was just like, whoa, this is, this is a lot. So <laughs> I guess it was kind of like the Olympic training where they train at different elevations. It kind of felt like that. So I was like, oh, tomorrow this will feel so easy when we have no masks on. <laughs> And then the next day, for people who don't kind of know where the filming took place, where did you guys film? So we were on 46th Street. They, you know, decorated the whole street to look like very festive for Christmas and theme like the Macy's Day, Thanksgiving Day Parade theme. And basically we were, you know, held in the room that morning. The room was in the Marriott Marquis. Yeah, we all had like assigned rooms um, that we, we were held in and that we rehearsed in. So we were waiting while the Hamilton cast was going on. And what was cool is we tried to keep up the spirit. I mean, this was my very first Thanksgiving Day Parade, but I was told that the spirit of like that morning when you're filming so, so early, you're like, I have a show tonight, <laughs> um, is like cheering everyone 
on once they leave the the set. So we were able to catch the Hamilton cast and in passing, we're able to like cheer them on and celebrate them for doing a great job. And then we were able to go on. So when we went on, it was, it was pretty much like anything that was potentially, you know, going to be hazardous. We like checked out the scene for anything potentially hazardous. There was like a little sidewalk. So we were like, okay, just watch, watch out for that. When you're like running down to do the choreography. Um, we basically had like a very, very short spacing, um, on set. And then as soon as we got on set, they were like, let's go. And we were told that, that it was going to be like, you know, they'll be taping everything pretty much as soon as we step on set. So we'll just run it and run it and run it as many times as they need. And I think we did about four or five takes full out from top to bottom, just to be sure they could get all the, like the aerial view and the different shots coming across. And you know, the, the camera people are learning the spacing on set as you're right there. So it's like, it gives them an opportunity to see what different passes they can make with the cameras and what different angles they can get. So it was really, it was fast, but it was cool. It, it felt like when we were there, you know, Diane was talking directly to the, the camera crew and was like, okay, so there's going to be this and there's going to be this. They're so quick, you know, like they see it once and they're like, got it. We know what we're going to do. You know, like they're used to that fast paced life. So, so like four or five takes in 30 minutes in because that's a lot also to run a number over and over when you have not been doing a show for so long. Absolutely. I I was definitely sore like <laughs> the the day after rehearsal. Like we had a rehearsal that day. We were obviously doing it full out because I'm like, you know, I got to get it back in my body now because we're doing it tomorrow. So I was like, I'm sore. Nothing quite gets you sore like dancing. Let me tell you, it gets all those little muscles that you're like, wow, I haven't used that in a while. Um, and definitely like being conditioned to sing and dance at the same time. You're like, I was doing this and it felt kind of, it felt hard, but it felt like more of a breeze than it did on that day for sure. Um, so singing and dancing same time. Yeah. I was like, let's see. I feel like it's like a five minute number. So if we did it four times, that's 20 minutes. And we had like a little bit of time in between each take. So yeah, probably like 30 minutes total. We were out there. I mean, all concept of time was flying to quote Alanis. Um, there's so many moving parts and you're so overstimulated. I'm like, I've been in my Brooklyn apartment for eight months and now I'm like thrown into the, you know, like I'm around lots of people. I'm in the middle of Midtown. It's like, it was a lot to take in, but it was, it, again, it's like when I'm with those people and performing Alanis's stuff and, and Diablo's stuff, it's like, it just feels like breathing because we've been doing it for so long. It's funny. You're, I mean, so many phrases like we're on a pause or it's only intermission there's so much waiting that's happening right now that is a moment in which you I would presume you weren't waiting you were just being and like to have gone from so much waiting time to like just being so present must have been thrilling it was so nice it like it felt like very purposeful and very intentional and yeah like you're saying in this waiting period we expend a lot of energy like on the waiting and just like wondering and the uncertainty with so many aspects of what's going on in, in the world and in our country right now and so to put that energy somewhere that I feel like is empowering social change and and we're we're delivering that message or that's the hope it it felt meaningful and purposeful and I mean I would be remiss if I didn't mention getting to dance with Kay like as two non-binary people like being able to 
flow together and move together and feel each other's energy in real life, not on Zoom, and sing with people and breathe with people. I mean, that is the magic of theater, of live theater. And to be able to have that even just for two short days, you know, it felt so fast. It felt like it flew by. It was so meaningful and so powerful. I think in there's a moment in which you and Kay sort of like do like a back attitude and make eye contact with each other. And you, you are facing downstage. We see your face, I think, more than we see Kay's. And feeling of watching you watch Kay. Thank you for saying that. Be- that, that really means a lot because, you know, Kay and I talked about it. We had a chance to, to talk about it and to connect that like as two non-binary people, like we're having this moment of connection and, you know, like physical movement for the two of us is so present like in our lives and it's been such a such an active part of my life um movement and connecting through movement and and feeling people's energy and and radiating my own energy and and what what it means just all of those things combined so that look was definitely not just acting you definitely saw something that was coming from the depths of me and of us. I do want to ask you about putting your face on 46th Street. So in the choreography, you, like one of the first things you do is like this handstand, headstand where your handstand where your face gets very close to the street. I do have to say that watching it, I was like, oh my gosh, Ezra's face is on in New York City. Like, what is the mental process? Like, how did you sort of like prepare yourself for placing your face on a New York City street? I'm not even gonna lie to you. I didn't even really think about it. I was just like, okay, I mean, I'm I'm doing this for sure, no doubt. And I just did it on a carpet upstairs in the Marriott in like a conference room. Who knows what's gone on in there and how many footsteps have been on that, you know? So it was like, yeah, I'm just gonna do it. And there goes my face on the ground. And I didn't really think too much about it because I was like, this is just what has to be done. It wasn't really until after where everyone, like even my stage manager reached out and was like, everyone has been so concerned specifically about your face and hands on the street. And I'm like, wow, I didn't know this would be such a topic of conversation after the fact. (laughs) Because it was like not even a thing in the moment. I feel like I've built up an immunity to like New York City sidewalks and streets and subway, like the actual structure of the subway. So... Thankfully, I didn't get any kind of illness from it. So here we are. Well, we appreciate your bravery in in sharing your art with us. Thank you. (laughs) Special thanks to Ezra Menez for sharing their story with us. The Ensemblist was produced today by Jackson Klein and me, Mo Brady. There are two great ways you can be helping The Ensemblist right now. One is by leaving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, and the second is by becoming a Patreon member, which you can do at patreon.com slash theensemblist. Please follow The Ensemblist wherever you listen to podcasts, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or at bpn.fm, the home of Broadway Podcast Network. You can also follow us on Instagram. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work 
or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R E R I S E T H E A T R E dot org, because only together we rise. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.